Hello, and welcome to An Unconventional Guide to Success, where we are exploring concepts and discussing real-life examples, showing that the path isn't linear and the journey to success is self-defined. My name is Linda Misagatis. And I'm Scott Montgomery. And we will be your guides. You know, this is such an important one, um, I think, leading into all of the rest of, uh, of, you know, our series and what we're going to be focusing in on, because this is where it all starts. It really is where it all starts. There's a distinction between partnerships and relationships in the way that I've orchestrated it in the book. Chapter one is partnerships. Chapter two is relationships. And the, the primary distinction there is that partnerships were way more personal. Partnerships were really defining for me, Caitlin, my wife, Caitlin, and how we play off each other in life and how that role distinction is really important and sort of springboards how we can show up in our other relationships in business, how we can show up in our habits and how we can support each other in the other chapters that we are going to be discussing here on the podcast. So it's for me, partnerships is something I really want to get into, but more importantly, I know you know the distinction. So I wanted to ask you, what are you thinking about when I say partnerships? What does that, what comes up for you? What do you think about? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think for me, it probably comes back to my husband, Jim, who uh, I most certainly do not give nearly enough credit um, as, as I should, uh, because he has, he's definitely been the key partner for me. We've been married for, um, for 30 years and, oh um, you know, <laughs> it, it feels like an, uh, not, it doesn't feel like an eternity. Honestly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a lifetime. It's, maybe some days it does. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been a lifetime. So, um, but, um, you know, I think for, uh, for me, especially when Jim and I first got married, um, I really, one of my biggest struggles in life has been around, um, feeling worthwhile, you know, like feeling like I deserved what I had because growing up in my family, family. Uh, it wasn't always that way. Like my mom and dad kind of had this weird thing about like, we were almost, um, cursed in some way, you know, it's like, oh, well, uh, that's what happens. Uh, you know, it's, it's always this negative glass half empty type of approach. And so through life, as good things started to happen, I was like, gosh, do I really deserve this? Because, you know, we're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. And, um, And when I met Jim, you know, at first when we started, he probably um, appreciated my shy and and meek approach um, then. And he probably regrets um, helping me along the way because uh, we always say the monster he has created. But um, but what he really did for me is uh, is focused in on telling me and helping coach me that I was good enough that I deserved more and giving me the confidence to go in and really ask for things. Because I was one of those people who thought, um, if you do good things, then good things will happen to you. And while I do wholeheartedly believe like throughout my life, I've been a very giving person. And so I do think that, you know, the universe gives back from that respect, but in life, um, people don't always do the right thing. So, you know, you if you're just going to sit and wait for success to happen or you're going to sit and wait for someone to recognize your talent, um, you're probably going to just be sitting and waiting. And and that's what I had to learn. And mm-hmm. Jim was really key to that for me and in helping me, um, you know, focus in on the strengths that I brought to the table and that it was okay to ask for things, you know, that it was okay to go and say, hey, uh, boss, uh, pay attention, uh, look at these good things that I'm doing. Because I was always very embarrassed to bring any attention to myself. And I, I think that just stems back from my childhood and kind of shrinking away from any attention um, that, you know, in, I didn't need to, I always used to say, oh, I don't need a ticker tape parade, just tell me thank you type of thing. But yeah. what I realized is that if you don't toot your own horn and you don't bring attention sometimes, 
sometimes um, people will take advantage um, and people will also just not notice. They just won't be paying attention because you're just doing what you're doing. So, um, you know, I think that that was really helpful for me for sure. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs throughout our life and we've had our, our 30 years of marriage has not been um, easy by any means, but it really showed the strength of exactly what you're talking about, that partnership, because without it, um, I wouldn't be here today. There's no doubt in my mind that if I wouldn't have met Jim when I did and we got married and went on this journey together that I would be here today, I think I would have been in a totally different situation. And I don't know that I'd be very happy either. I think, you know, uh, this has really helped me find that that happiness as well. And I know yeah. in the book, you talk about the kite and the string. And, you know, so talk a little bit about that, because you've got um, you've got an amazing partner yourself. I do. And it's funny because um, I think there's a balance that we're both talking about here that needs to be struck. And a lot of uh, our successes and the achievements we have start at home. Right. Yes. So. It's always good for folks, emerging entrepreneurs, young leaders, people that are in that shift to really remember that the, the, the home fires are where it can really start for people, right? I totally agree. Yes. And it gets sometimes overlooked if you're trying to achieve outside the home, but having that stability inside the home or having it in a partner can really help facilitate security in the relationships you're trying to strive for out in the real world and that social capital you're trying to acquire to create opportunity. You know, uh, Kayla and I've been married 22 years. We were together for four years before that. I was a slow roller. I had a bucket list of things <laughs> that I talk about in the book, if anybody cares yeah. to hear them, read them, um, that I wanted to get through before I was able to say that I could commit to a relationship and bring my own half of the equation to the table. Um, it would have been a deficit for me to get married sooner. Um, that one unnecessarily, Caitlin would have had to carry to get me to where I was feeling more secure with myself. To your point, we all start with these insecurities. Yeah, uh, Mine were the opposite of yours. I was very outgoing, very see me, look at me, I'm loud. <laughs> what? Caitlin, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm loud. Loud. <laughs> and Caitlin, Caitlin is very much um, in appreciation of that. But when we came up with the, when I learned first about the kite and string, it was actually from Caitlin. We were at a uh, charity event with Jack Nicholas. We were one of the selected few that were able to actually attend his personal happy hour. Okay. Uh, my father-in-law had uh, donated enough that they had moved to the top of the list of this charity event. And a precursor was to hang out with Jack Nicholas and his wife, Barbara, to which Caitlin and I took, a, took full advantage of. And as we got to know them for this hour long event, hour and a half event, we learned a lot about how they work in stride with each other, her and her philanthropic work, how he in his golf and his profession allowed those two things to become one and part of their strategy for growing their interests in the world and in their own personal success. And as Kayla and I walked away from that, I was salivating over the excitement of having met, you know, Oh, gosh, the, the golden yeah. bear himself and yes. also learning that he was human and that he had human stories was also very interesting. Absolutely. And lastly, Caitlin was just a little taken back over my excitement in that she said, I sometimes feel like I'm more of a string to your kite and that I hold yeah. you back. And I oh, said, to interesting. Her, yeah, she was very worried about holding me back and that what could I have achieved being loud and gregarious and out there more and I said to her, I would have never met Jack Nicholas, and I would have never had this thought process if it wasn't yeah. for you and your father-in-law. 
And the notion of us discussing this only brings us closer together. Absolutely. That's interesting that she thought that she was holding you back, though, because, you know, I I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, like that's really fascinating. You know, there comes uh, with my personality and my uh, presentation to the world. The security that's demonstrated isn't always there. It might even be masking the insecurity. Absolutely. Yep. And so even my closest confidant wife might have felt like she didn't see that insecurity and that she was holding it back. And really what she I was doing is complimenting it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right. I think sometimes when you have a big personality and, um, you know, you are kind of um, more um, more gregarious and out there that people just assume that you are, gosh, I wish I could be as confident as Scott. You know, I wish right. that I could just do what he does and carry myself the way that he does. And maybe if I was that way, I could accomplish all of these things without really recognizing that um, there's something deeper going on there as well. And that we just make these assumptions about people um, and think that there's something that, that maybe they aren't because we don't take the time to get to know. Well, and that's the truth. And, and that is a true, and we'll get into that when we get into our communication styles, I make an effort to now try and read the room a little more effectively as I'm older sure. now. I make an effort to have my body language demonstrate true confidence yeah. versus loud, gregarious, look at me so you don't see me activities. Right. Very right. different. Yeah. Look at me so you don't see different. me is. And so that's what Caitlin was responding to. And so I looked at her and said, how could that even be? That's not even at all where my head was in this. And it was right. just an interesting aha. And it's another reason to have put out the book. It's another reason for us to be talking about it, because I think these are important sort of things in the gray that people don't always get a chance to unpack. And it's interesting because once you unpack those, it solidifies the relationship and partnership even more and greater and bigger things can happen. Absolutely. Well, and do you wonder sometimes, like I think um, how like Jim and I met in, in, you know, the strain, it's always funny when you think about the way that you meet your spouse. And, um, yeah. and for us, uh, we met in a bar of all places, you know, you don't generally think you're going to meet your future spouse in a bar. Um, but, uh, you know, back when we were younger, that's how you met people was, you know, yeah, swipe exactly. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much different today. I'm so glad I married. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. But you wonder too, like, uh, is there something inherently that like, like you know that that's your partner, you know, because Jim and I are are very opposite in so many ways. Like he is definitely he's got the bigger personality. He is very, um, very strong and um, assertive in his approach, which is was always very uncomfortable to me. Like it was completely the opposite. Um, but what I what I found so fascinating about it is that through his strength, I guess, you know, is where maybe I found mine. But what was interesting throughout our relationship, kind of what you were talking about with Caitlin is that Jim really took the time to, he said, okay, well, we can't have two big personalities. So someone's going to have to be able to fly. We'll use your kite analogy. And, and yeah. he allowed me to be the one to fly and, um, and he pulled back, you know, and, and did not carry forward in his big personality and that sort of stuff, because he's, he felt like he saw something in me and he wanted to give me that opportunity that I never had in life to really, to be that one to fly. So and I think you nailed it too with, um, I mean, earlier when you said you just sort of know, right? Yeah. I think there's, um, there is uh, a compliment 
contemporary personality to yours. And I feel like um, that gets tested in courtship yeah. and then it gets reaffirmed and solidifies in marriage, you know, and yes. it's a constant affirmation. And it was funny because it was 17 years into our marriage that Caitlin brought this analogy of our relationship to the forefront. Wow. That, wow. Okay. I didn't realize it was so far in that. Um, you know, I assumed that when you guys met Jack, you, maybe it was early in your marriage and trying was, to figure uh, things out. Five years. It was five years ago. Wow. Wow. That's it was crazy. five years ago. And it was interesting. It was her analogy and it was her observation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was maybe uh, coming from a place of uh, concern that uh, I'm being held back. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just can't even fathom where that was even coming from. But it is no. such an interesting story to share in the balance of relationships. And like you said, when you yeah. just know, people need to pay attention to their heart when yes. they're looking at these things and not necessarily there's movies about this. There's songs about this. There's books right. about this. Um, we don't need to go too far into it, but I thought <laughs> it was really important that I share. I wouldn't be here. Like you said, I wouldn't be here at the capacity I'm here without yeah. the support of my wife. Absolutely. When she probably didn't view it from the standpoint that she actually provided you that grounding, right? So right, because right. you have a big personality and you right. are someone who is constantly like, go, 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 go. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. You know, you really kind of do need someone then who can help ground and center you um, to create focus, not to hold you back, but to actually create the focus that you need to right. accomplish those things. Because 17 years in, you had already accomplished a ton of stuff. I mean, sure. it's, it's not like, you know, certainly you were not being held back um, in the accomplishments that that you and Caitlin had together. Well, and when we talk about the fact that she had joined Worldgate and that, you know, she had decided that it was also an opportunity for her to take a step back and maybe support our family and the yeah. decisions we made tactically in partnership um, really made a difference. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this was literally five years ago and yeah. it was such an aha moment for me to build on that really the reason I put it in the book is to show people, and again, these young entrepreneurs and these, these uh, emerging leaders that I want to reach through this kind of dialogue is pay attention to your home fires. And if you can pay attention to kite string earlier than I discovered it, maybe it'll reap you a different benefit. Whereas I'm gregarious, you're, you're probably more, you, you need it to be pulled out more by yes, your spouse exactly. and you recognize that. Right. Yeah. And so that sometimes then formulates what the partnership's going to look like. And Jim's perfectly happy, as is Caitlin. It's like, yeah, some people are just made for the presidency or the vice presidency or Absolutely. they're made for the role they want to have in that. And pay attention to that dynamic in your partnerships yes. because it will drive success in the other chapters we're going to be going over in your fulfillment of those activities and those processes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Jim has definitely been my foundation and my rock. It's who I always come back to. You know, um, we used to joke mm -hmm. uh, one time I was in a car accident and um, always back then uh, in our early in our, he, uh, the first call I made was Jim. I didn't call the police or anything. You know, I called Jim and he'd say, I, right. I was in a car accident. He said, well, did you call the police? I'm like, no, I called you. Um, you know, because <laughs> um, he, that's who I, that's who I looked to for all of sure. that um, back then. But, um, but you know, it's, it's just kind of funny. You, you do go back to what your where your foundation is. But, you know, I wanted to ask you something, because one of the things that I find so fascinating about your thought process is that um, 
I feel like you you view everything opposite. Um, so I was reading, I was looking out to see like, what does uh, what does the internet think the difference is between partnerships and relationships? And what's funny to me is that it's the actual, it's the opposite of how you view partnerships and relationships. Because in um, the according to the internet, um, it says that the instability of relationships comes from the opaqueness of feelings. And half the time and energy expelled in a relationship revolves around trying to figure out how the other person feels. And that partnerships aren't about feelings. The feelings have already been established and solidified. And that partnerships are about taking those feelings and proving them every day. If relationships are about finding the feelings, partnerships are about proving how very real they are. And I just find that it's kind of fascinating because I think that, you know, you just, you view things in an opposite way that most people would, that, you know, when you look at your partnership with Caitlin, other people would say, well, that's not a partnership, that's a relationship. Um, and so it's just fascinating to me, um, the, just the way that you think through things, which is actually really enlightening and kind of fun. It's, it's cool. It's a, it's a different way. You've given me a lot of new perspective on things as we've talked through things together. Well, and it's funny, I, I, you know, it might be dyslexia too, so don't give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say that in the definition of partnerships, solidified, whole, understood, not opaque yeah. is exactly how I define my wife. I understand right, yeah. exactly where I'm at with my wife yeah. and I know the feelings I have for my wife and I know all those things in relationships. There's still opaqueness and there has to be a, a, a forward openness to trust what the outcomes could be. Yeah. And in partnerships, it's funny. And then the second thing I would say to that, that is, is unique in the way I process. I typically, if I'm going to be writing something, if you pay attention, this is a little trick I'll give to anybody who's out there. If you're writing and you write a paragraph, I bet you 95% of the time, it's more impactful to rewrite that paragraph, starting with the last sentence you ended it with. Interesting. And that's sort of a reverse logic, but it never fails okay. me. If you write a paragraph and at the very end you go, this is what I'm trying to say. If you take that sentence and put it at the top, you just nailed that whole paragraph. Oh, and there's like an interesting... That is an interesting sort of thought process that I also find unique. I've learned it in school. A couple teachers have taught it, but yeah. it's not common language. It's not a common language. That's the thing that I feel makes, if you listen to those actions and you get into the gray of that, that's why I wanted to do this podcast. That's why I, wanna, I wanted to write the book. That's why I wanted to spark the interest in thinking differently. Yeah. Not out in left field somewhere. I'm not creating a new spaceship. I'm just paying attention to the whole painting. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. So. I think that um, in my 10 years with you, um, you lead with your heart. You don't always lead. I, I very rarely see you leading directly with your head. I mean, you, you might come back with to the head, but uh, but you definitely <laughs> lead with the heart. So <laughs> well, I, find my, I find my best results leading with my heart. And that's actually very nice of you to observe. I would say the same about you. And, and I struggle sometimes applying head to things that need head applied to them to... Yeah open up more space for heart even, you know, Absolutely. so it is a very interesting balance. And, and some might argue you never need to use your head, always use your heart. And I, and I would argue that's probably true. <laughs> just not there it, yet. It probably <laughs> is. Yeah. There is something to be said for leading with your heart. Um, I totally agree. Well, and that's probably, you know, a good segue into relationships. We hope you enjoyed this episode of an unconventional guide to success. 
In each episode, Scott and I will share experiences and relationships that have shaped us. Our next episode will focus on the importance of relationships. As Rama S. Sharman says, the business of business is relationships. The business of life is human connection. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. At the end of each episode, we would like to leave you with a few questions offered to guide you in your personal exploration of how relationships and experiences are building your success. Take time to reflect and write about what arises. How are you like the kite? How are you like the string? How are you intentional with your partner? When do you intentionally check in with your partner? Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes. 